Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Oh, yes! And the Ice Bears win 3-2 in overtime! Welcome to the Ice Bears podcast, the official podcast of the Knoxville Ice Bears. I'm Joel Silverberg. Whether you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, I'd like to remind you that this podcast, as always, is brought to you by Field Pass Hockey. Fieldpasshockey.com. They've got an incredibly large team of credentialed writers and photographers. They cover the ECHL All-Star Game. They, they handle so much throughout minor league hockey, the SPHL, the ECHL, the AHL. If you want to follow former Ice Bears players that have moved on to the ECHL and AHL, you can do that with Field Pass Hockey. If you want to get an inside look at Knoxville's next opponent, you can do that with Field Pass Hockey. They have everything covered for you when it comes to minor league hockey in North America fieldpasshockey.com you can join their team as well if you want to be involved in potentially writing about the ice bears or covering another team in the southern professional hockey league they can help you accomplish that at fieldpasshockey.com download the field pass hockey mobile app on the app store and google play so knoxville is in the middle of a pretty lengthy road trip here they just played two games over the weekend in fayetteville after hosting the marksman on Friday night, they then went to Crown Coliseum on Saturday and Sunday. They are headed to Huntsville on Wednesday night. Then they will head to Evansville and play the Thunderbolts at the Ford Center on Friday night before then driving through the night to get to Macon on Saturday. So a big road trip up here. And then the following Friday, they will have a home and home against Vermilion County. So the first matchup between the Bobcats and the Ice Bears in franchise history, they will host Vermilion County on Friday and then head up to David S. Palmer Arena on Saturday. So Knoxville, in the midst of this road trip, is coming off a 2 and one weekend where it faced Fayetteville three times in three days, got a big come-from-behind win against Fayetteville on Friday, took advantage of a major penalty, not the first time that we've seen Knoxville do that this season. They did the same thing against Birmingham, down by one late in the third. They get a five-minute major against Fayetteville, and ultimately, Knoxville scores with 2.45 left to go in regulation to tie the game. Jason Price on a drive-by to poke the puck between the pads of Jason Pulaski. Pulaski had argued that he had covered up the puck, but I saw him jab at it twice, didn't see the puck under his glove, saw it get away from him, and then the crowd kind of covered over him and couldn't see anything beyond that, and then suddenly saw Price come in, and the puck just slide back into the goal, and it was immediately called a good goal on the ice by referee Trevor White, and the call was not really discussed much further, so Knoxville tied the game then, and then Andrew Ballant got his second game-winning goal of the season when he scored from the left circle on a, a really nice pass by Dino Balsamo from the opposite end line, so a great pass right in front of the crease, Bound Ballant over in the left circle. He hits the angle to beat Pulaski, and Knoxville comes away with a 3-2 win. And Fayetteville was undefeated going into this weekend. They were 4-0 to start the season. They had looked really sharp. And offensively, they moved the puck incredibly well against Knoxville 
in the attacking zone, constantly found open shooters in the slot. That's how they scored their first goal. Uh, they got Christian Stead turned around on a wraparound attempt when the puck was behind the net. That's how they opened up that 2-0 lead. And Knoxville battled back and scored three unanswered goals to win the game. And it's the third time this season that Knoxville has won a game in which it's trailed in the third period. And that was only the fifth game of the season. We're seven games into the season now. Knoxville's 5-2. and two. They've lost two games by two goals. They've been competitive in pretty much every game that they've played. And they've only given up more than two goals once through seven games so far this season. So Knoxville defensively is continuing to be gritty, continuing to be a tough out for opponents. Now the downside is Knoxville has only scored one first period goal all season. Knoxville has only scored first twice in seven games this year. And Knoxville's had to play from behind for a good portion of the first seven games that it's played. Now, those are things that you can improve upon and things that can get better. And it's not like Knoxville's not generating scoring chances. You saw the first two games of the season against Macon and then Birmingham on the road. Knoxville was dominating in shots on goal and just found itself behind. And in the second period of Sunday's loss to Fayetteville, Knoxville had a ton of quality chances in the second period to get on the board despite having that three nothing deficit just 14 minutes into the game you had a pair of two on ones that ended up being either misfired or Jason Pulaski was able to make a save Pulaski had a great diving save in the final minute of the second period Andrew Ballant hit the post on a shorthanded breakaway Jason Price hit the post on a shot from the high slot and Knoxville just had some bad luck and when you combine that with Jason Pulaski and Nett who's one of the best goaltenders in the league so far it's going to be tough to overcome a 3-0 deficit. Knoxville did a great job at answering the bell quickly in the third period. They scored 12 seconds into the frame with Stepan Timofeyev on a rebound attempt, and Knoxville had some life, but didn't convert on an upcoming penalty just a few moments after that first goal. Fayetteville held their own, and that was all she wrote. Knoxville lost 3-1 on Sunday after winning 3-1 on Saturday. But I think it was really impressive what the Ice Bears were able to do Coming off the loss to Huntsville on Sunday where you felt like the offense was really frustrating, you couldn't get anything going, and then Knoxville didn't score in the first period of Friday's game against Fayetteville, so Knoxville goes a four-period stretch, a four-period-plus stretch where uh, I believe it was 87 minutes and 50 seconds where Knoxville did not score a goal to then suddenly take two of three on the weekend from a really good Fayetteville team. I think that really goes to show the resilience and the adaptability of the team that Jeff Carr has put together. They've been able to make adjustments. They've been able to come from behind in three games now, did it on the road against Birmingham, did it at home against Roanoke after giving up two goals in the first three minutes, and it didn't give up against Fayetteville on Sunday. Obviously, frustration started to boil over because Knoxville hadn't faced a three-goal deficit yet all season long. And the first goal to Sam Storman, kind of just a bad bounce off the blocker of Parita, where Storman's in the right place at the right time and gets an unfortunate bounce for Knoxville. Carlos Forneris scores after Knoxville was unable to clear the puck. Knoxville successfully kills off a penalty, still can't get the puck out of their own zone, and then Forneris is able to score from the left circle. I think that's when the frustration really started to settle in for Knoxville just because it had already gotten one bad bounce and you feel like it really shouldn't have been two to nothing at that point in time. And then a turnover in the defensive zone results in Matt McNair getting a shot off from the top of the left circle that beats the glove of Parita. 
Parita's pulled for the first time this season. Stead goes in. I think Christian Stead deserves a lot of credit for, A, picking up his first win against Fayetteville on Friday in his debut. He really hadn't played. He said he said before the game he really hadn't played in a competitive hockey game in about 21 months because his senior season at Alaska Anchorage was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And then, of course, the college hockey season in the 1920 year was cut short for the same reason. So for Stead, it had been so long since he had just gotten to play a real game, and he was so excited, said he had a blast, loved the crowd, loved everything about playing at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. I think he deserves a lot of credit for going in a situation where you're playing against a really good offense, and they're wanting to make sure that they don't get swept, and Fayetteville's already lost twice in two days against you. They've gotten to see you now. They know you a little bit better. Instead, stopped all 17 shots that he faced in the final two periods of play. So Christian Stead, I, I think, deserves a lot of credit. He's he's made 53 saves on 55 shots against over the course of five periods. And that's something that you can really hope continues if you're an Ice Bears fan because you, you seem to have a pretty good goaltending tandem. And Drew Blevins, the voice of the Fayetteville Marksman, came up to me before Sunday's game and, and said, I, I got to be honest, Jimmy Perita, you guys got a good one. He, he was such a joy to watch down from ice level because Drew was filling in on the public address duties for Saturday's game with Perita and Ned and just said, man, he is fantastic. You guys have such a, a great goaltender in Ned, but he was just a joy to watch. And if, if he stays in Knoxville, you guys are going to continue to win a lot of games this season. And I think Drew's right. Obviously, we feel like that already because we've seen Jimmy now in a handful of games. And the first period on Sunday afternoon, what you know, it just wasn't his day. And Christian was able to go in and provide some relief, and he kept Knoxville in the game with some really big saves. And that allowed Knoxville to potentially have some momentum for a comeback when Timo Fayev scored that early goal in the third period. So just some things to consider as Knoxville comes off the loss on the weekend, but now getting ready to rebound against a really good Huntsville team. So we'll preview the rest of the week. When we come back, Huntsville, Evansville, and Macon to round out this week. Knoxville now 5-2 and two on the season. They take two of three over the weekend against Fayetteville. One at home and come from behind fashion on Friday. One on Saturday after getting to play with a lead for nearly the entirety of the game after the Ice Bears scored just four and a half minutes into the first period. They never trailed in that game. The game was never tied again. McVay scored in the second period his first goal of the season off a really nice backhanded pass by Andrew Ballant, and the Ice Bears were able to hold on from there. So the Ice Bears got two wins over a really good Fayetteville team on the weekend, and now they get ready for a really tough stretch here with big games on Wednesday and Friday and then having to go on the road to play Macon on Saturday. We'll come back. We'll preview all of it when we come back right here on the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. In the slot, looking, shot, scores! Whoa, yes, an overtime game winner gives Knoxville a 3-2 win on the road. This presentation of Knoxville Ice Bears Hockey can also be heard while you're on the go via the Field Pass Hockey app. Read articles on your favorite team, view photo galleries, listen to live games and podcasts from across the AHL, ECHL, and SPHL by downloading the app, now available in the Google Play and Apple app stores. Welcome back to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. So Knoxville with three games the rest of the week to round things out. They will go on the road on Saturday to face Macon. Macon's still looking for its first win and just had Kyle Soper called up 
to the ECHL, so dealing with a little bit of roster change up there. And Knoxville will have a couple of games before that as they will head to the road to Huntsville, Alabama on Wednesday to take on the Havoc. Huntsville is 8-0 to start the season. That includes a win over Knoxville back on Halloween. And what Huntsville is doing this season is just remarkable. And you look at the league leaders offensively in just about every major category. The top four point-getters already this season all play for the Havoc. Cy Nutkovich has 15 points in 18 games. Jacob Barber, 14 points in eight games. Excuse me, 15 points in eight games for Nutkovich. Rob Dara, 13 points in eight games. Tyler Piacentini, 11 points in eight games. Nolan Kaiser has only played four games, and yet he already has eight assists, which is second in the league. Nutkovich, nine assists in eight games. Barber, seven assists in eight games. Rob Dara, six assists in eight games. That's fifth in the league. So four of the top five assist leaders in the league all play for Huntsville. Now, they are dealing with some changes on uh, the defense. Hunter Atchison is still on the IR. He's just been upgraded from the 21-day IR to the 30-day IR. Dalton Skelly, the former Ice Bear, has been called up to the ECHL in Wichita. So dealing with a little bit of change with their roster. So things are going to be a little bit different from the team that Knoxville saw a few weeks ago or, or last week. Brian Parsons, they are getting him back on defense as he was just activated from injured reserve. So a couple of things being changed up there in terms of the Huntsville Havoc. And then one other player called up to the ECHL as well. Carson Vance, who signed right before the game on Halloween, was then given to Wichita in the ECHL the next day. So it's going to be a different lineup. You're still going to see a lot of familiar faces, including the guys that made things difficult for Knoxville back on Halloween Sunday. Jacob Barber, who scored both goals in that 2-0 win for the Havoc, is obviously still there. Cy Nutkovich, who has a knack for making plays. Bauer Nordecker, who had an assist against Knoxville, two assists against Knoxville, is obviously still in the lineup. But Huntsville dealing with a little bit of attrition so far. And then you've got Nolan Kaiser, who... Has not been listed on injured reserve, but as of right now, has only played four games this season. And so we'll see what happens with the game on Wednesday when Knoxville heads down to Huntsville, Alabama. And again, just looking at everything that Huntsville has been able to accomplish so far this season, outscoring opponents by just over a 2-1 to ratio, 33 goals for, just 16 goals against, 8-0 and to start the season. And they've done it in a number of different ways. They won a pair of shootouts against Roanoke over the weekend. Roanoke's been a really scrappy team that, yes, still looking for their first win, but they're 0-2-4. Four of their their last four games have all gone to overtime, and they've lost all four of them, three of them in a shootout, but it has still been a team that's been a difficult out from what you've seen so far, kind of similar to Birmingham. Birmingham's had a handful of overtime losses already, games that they've had to really claw and fight for. We're 12 seconds away from, uh, six seconds away from beating Knoxville back on the second game of the season. And so I, I think for Huntsville, you, you've seen them be able to fight off some of the scrappy teams. You've seen them come in and, and shut down good teams like Knoxville, what they did on Halloween. And they've had great goaltending from Max Molosic, but they've also had Hunter Vorva there as a quality backup so far. So still early in the season, but now with Huntsville being a seventh of the way through its schedule 
eight wins. Havoc are looking really, really good as they try to win their third President's Cup title in the last four held postseason tournaments in the SPHL, obviously not counting 2020 since it didn't happen due to COVID-19. And then on Friday, Knoxville is going to be on the road to the Ford Center in Evansville to take on the Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts just had a four-game win streak snapped at the hands of Peoria. Thunderbolts are 6-2 and two on the season and have looked really sharp, especially after not having a season last year due to COVID-19. And Evansville has picked up a, a, a lot of quality talent. Mike Ferraro has been excellent for them offensively. Cole Stollard's having a good start to the season. And I think for a, a team like Knoxville having to go on the road multiple times in the stretch of about eight days where they're going to play two games in Fayetteville, and then they're going to go to Huntsville on Wednesday, and then they've got a long road trip to Evansville on Friday. You really want to try to pick up wins on the road. You feel like if you could scrap out some wins here, it gives you a lot of momentum for when you return back home on November 19th. And then you still can't write off Macon entirely. And yes, it's been a slow start for the Mayhem. They don't have the talent that they had last season when they were the regular season champions and won the William B. Coffee Trophy. But Knoxville will be playing its third game in six days. And to have to be on the road, or I guess third game in five days, to have to be on the road, driving from Evansville, getting to Macon for a Saturday night game, well, that's that's going to be tough. And and you're going to be tired, and Knoxville's going to have to make sure that it's rested and ready to go. Uh, the game time for that game has been changed, by the way. It was originally set for 6.30. It's been pushed back to 7.30 Eastern time. Knoxville at Macon on Saturday night. Knoxville will be in Evansville. That'll be an 8 o'clock Eastern puck drop, 7 o'clock local time if you're planning on making the trip. And then Huntsville on Wednesday will be a 8 o'clock Eastern puck drop, 7 o'clock local time. Also, a programming note, if you are planning on watching the game at Union Place Bar and Grill or wanting to tune in on Hockey TV or MixLR, it is my understanding that Huntsville is unable to provide away audio for the Hockey TV feed at this point in time. So if you are planning on tuning in and you want to hear the Knoxville Ice Bears broadcast, you will only be able to do so on MixLR.com slash Knoxville Ice Bears. I would still encourage you to go out to Union Place Bar and Grill, enjoy the food there. They've been fantastic for us hosting the road game viewing parties. We had a great crowd at the road opener against Birmingham, which obviously made it so much more fun that we won that game in overtime, had the late goal to tie it, and then won it with Andrew Ballant's goal in overtime, and then got a win on Saturday night in Fayetteville. And so it's been great hearing that people are going and if you went to the game to Birmingham and you were unable to hear the broadcast, they were working on some audio difficulties. They have fixed those. The audio was coming through on Saturday and Sunday for the games against Fayetteville, so they have corrected those at Union Place Bar and Grill. But also, for this Wednesday, you will be unable to hear the Knoxville Ice Bears broadcast if you are watching on Hockey TV. You will have to listen to it on MixLR.com slash Knoxville Ice Bears. As far as Evansville and Macon, it is my understanding that we should be good to go there, so all things should be normal for the game against Evansville on Friday and the game against Macon on Saturday. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast, the official podcast of the Knoxville Ice Bears of the SPHL. Again, you can like and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to follow it on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and leave a five-star rating and review, and make sure to tell a hockey fan you know about the Knoxville Ice Bears 
podcast. Knoxville on the road against Huntsville on Wednesday, on the road against Evansville on Friday, on the road against Macon on Saturday. The Ice Bears will next play at home at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum on Friday, November 19th against the Vermilion County Bobcats. It is all Vol Night, so be sure to wear your orange and white and get ready to help us fill out the student section, which is presented by The Hill. And also, we've got a big surprise for you coming up about that, something that you are going to want to take advantage of, even if you can't be there at the game on the 19th. If you are a Tennessee fan, if you are a hockey fan, if you are an Ice Bears fan, this is something you are going to want to be a part of for sure. So be sure to stay tuned to the Knoxville Ice Bears social media channels on Facebook at Knoxville Ice Bears, on Twitter at Ice Bears, and on Instagram at Knoxville Ice Bears. Be on the lookout for those. You do not want to miss what we have in store for you for all of all night on Friday, November 19th against the Vermilion County Bobcats. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you so much for listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey all the credentialed writers and photographers to help cover the SPHL, but they also do work in the ECHL, the AHL. They have reports for you. They can help you stay up to date on the Ice Bears players that get called up to the next level so that you can see, hey, what are these guys doing? What are my old favorite players doing that aren't in Knoxville anymore? Or I want to learn more about Knoxville's next opponent. What, what do we need to know? What is the matchup going to be like with Knoxville and Huntsville or Knoxville and Evansville on Friday? They can help you with all of that at FieldPassHockey.com. Be sure to download the Field Pass Hockey mobile app on the App Store and on Google Play. Until next time, Knoxville with three games before we have our next episode. We'll have a lot to recap in next week's edition of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast.